come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. We are back live in the PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. And we're so excited. It's Grab Bag Topic Thursday. You've got question, question, questions. We've got answers, 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 according to the Word of God. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yes, it's Grab Bag Topic Thursday. Yes, my favorite week of the month. So let's dive right down into this lesson, the world and the biblical meaning of question and answer. Yep, you guys guessed it. We're going to talk about the questions that you guys asked, and we're going to give you some biblical answers. So a question is an act or instance of asking, and an answer is to speak or write in reply. So we're going to reply to what you've asked. So let me start by reading two scriptures, Proverbs 16:27 from the Living Translation Bible. Idle hands are the devil's workshop. Idle lips are his mouthpiece. 2 Thessalonians 3.11 We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy. They are busy bodies. We understand that several of you had concerns and questions about the last three episodes. Let me start by addressing the first question that was asked. Do I really have to be serving and doing something for the Lord all the time? Sometimes I just want to kick back and chill doing my own thing. Is that being disobedient and lazy? Great question. We know that these lessons cut real deep, but that's what's needed to make us look in the mirror and decide to do what Joshua decided in Joshua 24 and 15. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua wasn't about being lazy when it came to the kingdom of God nor was he going to allow or let anyone in his house block his blessing by being lazy and not serving the one, which is God, that provided for them in the wilderness, protecting them when battling God's enemies, and delivering them to the promised land. God has made us many promises through his son, Jesus Christ, and he's a promise keeper. God has protected each and every one of us from the trouble seen and unseen. God has always provided us a way of escape when things didn't look so good for us. So I must ask you a question. Are you willing to put all your trust in the world where Satan rules by sitting idly by as souls are lost to the devil? Here's the thing, my young loyal listeners. I know it may seem like a lot to serve God 24-7. What I want you to do, wait, what God wants you to do is to simply incorporate your walk with Christ in your everyday life. He wants to become a part of your everyday life which should be changing toward Christianity. Here's an example of me. I'm not a heavy gamer, but I do play online, and I find myself in parties and chats related to the various games that I play. What I do subtly is to make it known through my actions or non-actions, I don't get mad, I don't become toxic, and I monitor my lips, my tongue, and my language. This conveys to others that are in the party in these chats that I am a child of God because I don't speak like them. You guys had a second question 
related to the topics that I discussed, which was about obedience. The first one was about laziness. The question was this. Are you saying we have to do everything God asks us when he asks us? I wouldn't have a life if I did everything for God. John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. Matthew 6, 21 says this paraphrase. Whatever you desire or seek after most, there is where your heart or love is. And I also found this perfect statement through Google that connects these two scriptures perfectly together. If you have become comfortable with something in your life that God calls sin, here's the challenge. If you are at peace with God, you will be at war with your sin. But if you are at peace with your sin, you will be at war with God. Need I say more on obedience? If you ain't doing God's work or at least including it in your everyday life, then you can't say you truly love God the way he loves you. So I will ask another question back to you using a verse in Malachi 3 and 8. And it says this, would a man rob God? Would a child, would my young loyal listeners rob God? You ask, how are you robbing God? The answer is simple. Your lack of love and obedience. When I say, would a man rob God? I'm talking about, would we rob God? Of our obedience. Because through our obedience, God gets glory. God gets the honor. God gets souls that come to him. God gets to bless and love us. God gets to feel our love. So when we don't do what God asks us to do, we are robbing God of several things. And like I said, we are robbing God of our love and our obedience. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? Hello there. So I have three questions that came in that I'd like to answer in reference to the uh, previous lessons. The first question came in and it said, Miss Pam said that people are watching me. She said something like, if life throws me a curveball, people are watching my reaction. Is it a bad thing to feel down when things don't go as planned? Great question and thank you. It is okay to feel down, but you can't stay there. You have to know that it, whatever the situation is, will get better. In Psalm 30, verse 5, it tells us, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So yes, you can get down, you can even cry, but you also must have hope knowing that you will have joy again and you will most definitely smile again. So be encouraged, joy is coming. Question number two says, I mess up sometimes, but I don't want to be a stumbling block for my friends. What can I do so that they know I made a mistake, but I'm still a Christian, especially when they've seen and heard me mess up? Wow. Now, that's a great question. When you realize in front of your friends that you've said or done something that didn't align with your Christian walk, and believe me, the Holy Spirit will check you and prick your heart. Tell your friends that that's not who you are and apologize to them. Be a witness. Let them know that you've asked God to forgive you for those actions. What this does is allow them to see God living through you by asking for forgiveness and apologizing to them. It takes a strong person to admit their faults and apologize when they're wrong. Live Matthew 5, 16, which reads, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. The third question states, Miss Pam said that some people want you to be unhappy because they are unha 
they are unhappy. How can that be? Are people really that mean? We're told in Proverbs 12, verse 26, that the righteous should choose his friends carefully for the way of the wicked leads them astray. We've all heard people say, be careful, be careful of the company you keep or misery loves company. These are true statements. There are people who are so unhappy and they try to pull you into their unhappiness. For example, let's talk about your friends. You find that you are friends one day and in the beginning of the friendship, you are the stronger one. Then things begin to change and you see that your so-called friends have made you feel the same way they feel. You become unhappy. You only socialize with them. You stop talking to and hanging out with your friends. You stop wanting to be around your own family member. You don't even want to go to church or participate in any church youth activities. That so-called friend has led you astray, and now they control you like a puppet. Be very careful and wise when choosing your friends or being around certain people. Don't let misery become your friend. When you begin to feel like you're being controlled, get out of that friendship or relationship. Be strong and don't let anyone change who or whose you are. Be that bold Christian living a life that draws others to you and not away from you. Again, be that arrow and point them towards Christ. In summary, the importance of knowing disobedience leads to laziness, which shows our lack of love for God. I will close with these two quotes. I believe Christians often perceive obedience to God as some test designed just to see if we're really committed to Him. But what if it's designed as God's way of giving us what's best for us? Obedience to God is the pathway to the life you really want to live. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-production's editing techniques since used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. A real talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.